Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Tier Fit My Motivation podcast. In this episode, we speak with Quentin Lolo Tuggerguy, or QLT, as he's known um, in, in the business for obvious reasons. He is a small international rugby player and uh, an absolute legend for Sheffield Eagles. He's also gone on to play for Toronto Wolfpack, Halifax, Castle Tigers, again, another spell at Halifax, Newcastle Thunder, and he is currently residing at Keithley Cougars. I had um, a really good chat with uh, Quentin, who's uh, an old friend of mine from playing at uh, Sheffield times. Um, I used to actually stay with him over in Sheffield when I was travelling home from Manchester, so it was good to just reminisce and catch up on some of the good times that we had over there. Um, yeah, it was just really good to, to, to get in there uh, deep deep with his uh, about his background and about uh, where he came from, where, where his family's from, um, and why he started to play rugby in, in the first place and why he... Um, decided to travel out of Australia uh, where he was playing in for South Logan Magpies, the Queen's Cup, uh, to try his hand in uh, playing in, in, in the UK. And then obviously moving on from there in, in, his, in his business accolades that he's there and his business ventures as a coach and as a property developer of late, um, it, it was interesting to see his, his visions and and his, his entrepreneurial prowess uh, that he's obviously acquired later on in, in his life and how he um, how he, how he credits uh, his, his dedication and motivation to a, a life and playing rugby and how it's uh, transferred onto his, his, the skills that he's got now and, and the motivation that he has to, to succeed in, in, in business as well as life as well as talking about his family and, and, and just him as a, as a person in general and what his ethos and, and morals are so it was really good to get in, involved with um, every, every single bit of his uh, dig, dig deep into his mindset and see what see what Quentin was really about so, without further ado, here's episode six of me talking to Quentin Lolotaga guy. So I was gonna like go into loads of questions, but I don't really need to because we're just gonna catch up anyway. Because there's loads I need to talk yeah, yeah. to you about anyway. Because it's been like two years since I left rugby at Toronto and like all the stuff that happened there. What well, like so I want to touch on first, like what 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 kind of was your views on all that happened to Toronto kind of thing. What is in like while I was there and while you're there, like now? and then knowing oh, recent, yeah. this this recent because I spoke to Dicko obviously last about yeah. when he was there when it all like obviously started unfolding. Like, were you, were you there at the time at the same same point and was? No, I I left. I think I left the same year. You left. Did you leave? And, um, yeah. So I, I left. Oh yeah, you I went like, to you went to cast didn't you? and then you went to. Um, yeah, I went to Halifax that year. Facts, yeah, because. Because they kind of um, rushed me as well. They kind of, um, well, they needed my quota spot. And um, I think I, I had played like four or five games and then they they signed Gaz. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Gaz came in and then uh, I went ahead and talked to Rolls when I found out that Gaz signed. And I was like, bro, um, what are your plans um, for me? Because mm. obviously Gaz is freaking gun fullback. Yeah. And he was just like, I was just like to him, what, like, they were like, well, you're signed to the end of the year, but obviously Gaz has come in yeah. you know, as the future fullback. But then I was like, well, like that's sweet, but I just want you, I, I want to know that you're going to pick us by form. Yeah. You know, if you pick us by form, that's fair enough. And he was like, yeah, sweet. But and then it was obvious after the first game, it wasn't, that wasn't yeah. really the case. So um, I found out they, they needed my quota spot. Yeah. So I ended up just, um, you know, leaving after like, I think it was like after three or four weeks to yeah. Well, I had. Well, it was the same year. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. So, well, because yeah. my head after after my 
Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sweet. yeah, sweet, sweet. yeah. After my like, um, obviously, I, I got told to do the operation now. So um, yeah, yeah. Basically, I, for in now over the last like two years since I've kind of it's coming up to two years now. So like since I had that, I was told that like I needed an operation and whatnot, um, and then I was advised to, to go under the knife and stuff um, by the physios and stuff there. I basically um, from like reading into my the type of injury I, I had. It didn't because I, I had this. I had the same kind of yeah. um, problem on both sides. So it just but the, the yeah. fact that I was getting really tight in my back and my glutes and everything, and my ITB band was yeah. just having a knock-on effect on my hip, making it more tight and grind away a bit. Yeah. So it it was grind away. It was actually it was actually causing damage. But what what they should have advised me to do was just have you know like a six month six months rehab yeah. and getting back to playing phase. But because they'd paid for me for two years. And they weren't going to get any value out of me. They just thought, right, okay, let's put him in for an op, and then we'll when we know that he can't come back from the op, we'll, we'll just brush yeah. him. But that's yeah. like that's why I had to take him to court in the end. Well, I didn't get to court, yeah. did I? I, did, I had to. I ended up getting to just uh, file, just filing for court and stuff. And then they just uh, settled out of court because they could have just yeah. they could have just left me hanging for ages. I needed the money. I needed to oh, get yeah. out. So I needed yeah, to just. I needed no, to, you did the right thing. You had to. Yeah, I needed to. I needed to. But at the end of the day, like. I wish that I didn't end on like a sour note yeah. in terms of like, oh, that's how I ended my rugby career by having an injury and not even have the opportunity to kind of recover. Cause I haven't, I've still, I'm still, I'm two years down, like literally two years. I'm, I'm now only just doing stuff. That's like getting to the point where I can get back full range of movement. And it's yeah. taken me so long, you know, man, it's taken me so long just, yeah, just to get, just, like that, just, and like, I'm, I'm what, just, just turned 31 and it's like, it's annoying because like as you see people like you running down the street at like 50 and I know that they're like you know jogging pain free and stuff like you old, old buck over here <laughs> still oh, playing and I'm like <laughs> struggle to get out of bed man uh, but no, yeah let's was... go let's go back to um how I how I know you for people who don't actually know then I obviously know you from you being my um stepdad for, <laughs> for a year <laughs> you and Christine putting me up for a year when I went to Sheffield so um like let's go yeah. back to like so you've your transition from in fact let's just go way back let's go way back why where, where it started from um obviously new zealand samoa let's let's get that connection and how what what inspired you what what what, what is your like kind of motivation for leaving the island life or leaving new zealand and then coming to uh the uk and like where it all began for you in terms of yeah. and like moving forward in that kind of aspect of your life yeah, so I was I was born born in New Zealand, Auckland, New Zealand. Um, yeah. My connection that I have with Samoa is that's my heritage. So my, both my parents are Samoan. Yeah. Um, and so they they flew over to um, Auckland to start a new life when they were quite young. I think my mom moved to Auckland when she was eighteen. So I was so did my dad. Right, right. And then um, yeah, I was I was raised up in Auckland, but I think when I was eleven or twelve, I moved to Australia. Mm. So Brisbane, Australia, and then well, I played rugby ever since I can remember. Mm. Like all my brothers played, um, so it was always always going to play rugby, and then moved to Australia when I was twelve and just continued to play rugby there. Yeah, um, yeah. I went to to a school uh, like um, the school that I went to in Australia was a uh, they were big with touch touch rugby. Mm. Um, because touch is massive in Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so touch, it, touch for those who don't know, just literally like taking touch, touch as in like hands or taking off the tags. Because in the UK, like they take off those tag things. Nah, so that's tag. Right. Yeah, so that was tag rugby, but it was um, touch, 
touch rugby, so touch and pass. So just literally so just like, how, as we warm up in rugby, just like touch and pass and just like that. Yeah, so oh, six right. aside, touch and pass, six aside, right, right. Side, but it's, um, it's played different. Um, it's lagging, I'm causing, I can't, I can't hear you, man. Can you see me? Hello? It's gone off. Hello? Sorry, yeah. you got me, got me, got me. It's all right. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll edit. I'll edit it anyway. I can just cut it out just when it goes off. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's my one, so I've just changed it to my hotspot. All right. No, so, so it's a touch rugby school. So it's, it's touch is pretty big in Australia. It's it's, yeah. it's massive now because our in our teams have, have touch rugby sides where they play um, competition. So hmm. our school was a big touch school, and um, then I went to Glenala High. Yeah, and um, I developed. A lot of my um, rugby schools from from touch, from touch right. rugby. So so if you so like go back to your, your mum and dad's heritage because obviously I've never really I've, I've known you for so long but never you don't really ask these questions yeah. to you so I might as well just go go into it while while we're on it so go on so like um, your mum and dad are from Samoa themselves like and what's their kind of like back what's your backstory and like what do you know why they moved yeah. why they moved to New Zealand why they had you over in New Zealand what was the the reason for that. Because to me, island yeah, life's so, pretty. Island life's pretty chill. Like it's oh, pretty yeah, chill, no, but like they, it's, just, oh, it's I don't know. It's, it's they because because they don't have much money back at home. So yeah, a lot of the money comes from um, like their plantation. So if you don't have a plantation where you can sell all your veggies in it, then you can. But my my parents. My dad, so I have my last name is Laul Tonga, so that's two. It's two last names put into mm. one. So Laul was my dad that passed away uh, when I was five. Mm. So that is my stepdad who came in and um, pretty right. much raised us since I was um, seven or eight. So that's why I kind of have both last names. All oh, right. Um, in the one year, so but my real dad, he moved to. I guess they both moved to New Zealand for a better life. I think. Yeah. Because back in the islands where it's. Yeah, they don't have much money over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but it's 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 when you try and if you look at it this way though, like when you're trying to like, um, it's because like once westernized society comes into like an island situation, then people like have have seen like the kind of capitalist culture. That's when people want to like have money to live and like yeah. give the kids other things. Whereas like if you go back generations, generations, island life's just. Like it's what what hunter gatherers. Well, that's what we're meant to do anyway. Yeah, we're yeah, meant to just yeah. like chill and wake up on a beach and like you know <laughs> get some food, then just sleep a bit more. That's what we're meant to do, really. So we're just like <laughs> you could. That's, what, that's, what, that's the ideal, <laughs> man. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to do that every day, wouldn't you? And not have all this yeah. pressure and stress of life. <laughs> know, but yeah, man. so like so we went for so you say mom and dad just wanted obviously to get you use a better start up in life, basically. Yeah, well, I think it. for themselves, yeah, for themselves, and then um, obviously had us when they were in New Zealand. So I, I have three, so there's six in my family. So I yeah, three, four boys, two girls, so three brothers and two sisters. Um, but, um yeah, that's practically what a lot of the islanders do. Like yeah, from Tonga to New Samoa, yeah, um, try and um, go over to Australia or New Zealand for a better life because mm. you're always constantly sending money back home. Right, right. You know, yeah. so no matter where you get it's part of our culture. Yeah. That you know, we try and keep looking we try to keep looking after our our parents or our grandparents. Yeah. You know, no matter where we go and um that's Good just man. the way we live. 
That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I, I noticed when, when I obviously when I moved when I moved in with you. Well, when I was like uh, staying at yours. That's like, when Missy. That's when Missy was staying, staying with us. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I stayed at yours like once a night, and then I ended up just out all night the other night, which is a. Uh, didn't go, it wasn't great. Uh, I was revising, mate. I was studying. What are you on about? <laughs> You're studying hard by name. Party hard, eh? Study hard, party hard. Play hard. It all worked out. Play hard as What's it called? Yeah, so like uh, from, so going back from you to, to, New, to, to, to New Zealand and Australia. So where did you start out in your rugby career? Like was was it was it uh, rabbit toes? Oh. No, so it was, um, I, at South Slogan Magpies. Yeah. So it was, um, it was like a Queensland Cup team, so that's where I, I was like I started to kind of make rugby kind of big. Mm-hmm. I made I made my Q Cup debut when I was in high school, which was a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, for me, um, like because usually because Queensland Cup was one down from NRL back then, so yeah. it was like either you play Queensland Cup and then you progress to NRL. And when I was in high school, my last year, um, yeah, I played. Uh, I made my Q Cup debut for South Logan Magpies, and then from that year, uh, the next year I got picked up from uh, Melbourne, Melbourne mm. Storm. Uh, the following year, out of yeah. high school, which was good. Which was um, yeah, it was good. But I started off at North Devils, the their feeder club. So yeah. I signed a Melbourne contract, but um, I was playing for North Devils, and then you kind of try and um, you know get try and get picked to to train with the top top team and um, yeah. try and get picked you know, so, to go over to Melbourne. So it's kind of like similar to well, similar to like playing reserves over here and then like you're trying to yeah. when we play reserves for Saints I was playing reserve for Saints and you're obviously trying to get noticed for the first team and then you get yeah. like a little bit of a go so it's a similar kind of thing but like they have like a feeder club instead of a reserves yeah that kind of thing yeah, yeah so like when yeah. so how, how how did you like so obviously you you ended up moving to to, to England to pursue the rugby how did how did you, you take like obviously not being picked for Melbourne at the time, like how did you kind oh. of like how did you how did you deal with that in your your head mentally? No, because I was I was quite young. Like um, I got the like I, I was playing. I started playing for North and I played like five or six games. Yeah, I was playing quite well. And then I got the phone call from um, not it was it wasn't Craig Bellamy. It was um, I think the development officer for other recruitment officer for Melbourne, saying oh they've got a few injuries. I want you to um, move to to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, it was me and a uh, guy named Fulsi. So they're like, oh, I want you to move to Melbourne. Um, but when when I got the phone call, I was, I was I was a bit wary. I was like, I didn't really want to go. Like, mm. um, I just had my my boy Phoenix. Yeah. He was only like a few months old, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. How old were you when you had Phoenix then? I was 18. 18, all right, young. Yeah. Young, yeah. So I was, I was, I was quite young, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go, but um, Christine convinced me to go. Yeah. And I ended up going. So the way it worked was, I'd train, I'd stay in Melbourne for a week, and if I didn't make the first grade team, all the, the players that didn't make the team will fly back to Brisbane for a weekend and play right. for North Devils, and then after the game you fly back to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I did that for like four, for a few weeks. Yeah. That's, no, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, that's long. Like, is it like even with me? Like, I'm. I, I, that's why. For one, I wanted to move back from when I was at Sheffield at that for that year when I was living with you, because I was like getting up at five in the morning to go to university yeah. to, to traffic. Then I was like going to. I was at uni for like 
till three o'clock. Then I was trying to drive to Sheffield to Mr. Traffic. Then I was going to yours and then staying over there, probably staying like partying and <laughs> driving back. So I was like absolutely knackered. So like that's why more than anything, I was like trying to get back to to somewhere down yeah. here because it's just so hard. And, yeah. and obviously having to do to get a flight and be away from people, it's just it is just difficult. So like going from there, so you had, you did that for a few weeks. Then you decided to just. Um, you decided to look elsewhere. How old are you? So you're eight. So let's put the timeline. No, I was, in, like 18. I was, I was 18. So yeah. I was 18. Uh, so I did that for four weeks. And then I had a meeting with Craig Bellamy. That was his first year there. Yeah. And I had a meeting with Craig Bellamy. And I was like, um, I was like, but I can't do this anymore. I was like, I'm, I'm really homesick. I need to stay home. Yeah. Like when I come to training, I don't want to train. I just want to be at home with, um, with my boy. Yeah. And um, like looking back, like I was just going to training. And then you see like the likes of like Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, and that staying after training, doing yeah. like extras and that. Well, I'll just go training and go home. Yeah. Training and go home. But and then like the, the one thing I regret is not taking advantage of, you know, like these guys are like like you look at Billy Slater and Cameron Smith, greatest yeah. players ever. They really like not learning from from that. I think that's the one yeah. regret I don't have is like not trying to take advantage from all these players who hundred percent like the greatest I, I, players ever. I was a bit um, in in, the, in that respect. I was a bit similar in terms of like um, you know for Saints and, and when I was when I had obviously the opportunity to be like to do what you did. I was I was like kind of had one eye focused on academia all the time, and like I, I thought like oh, I'll get my yeah, studies yeah. done and then I'll 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 like kind of I didn't know I didn't know how to weigh up rugby and education like so I, I always yeah, yeah. did a lot of one and then and then I felt like I'll do a bit more of this and then I should have really just yeah. put all my eggs not all my eggs but like I should have like you know been a bit more structured stayed late at training but then also just not gone out and I was I was just trying to yeah. burn the candle at all ends yeah, yeah. I was trying to do everything like yeah. and I was trying to be I was trying to have a good social life I've, I play rugby and <laughs> and also so I've done that all my life so that's probably why I got burnt out so young to be honest yeah. well, <laughs> but, well, um, yeah. Phoenix is in the same position like Phoenix he, he wants to play a rugby union so I'm constantly having to talk to him about um having the right balance with his schoolwork in that yeah schoolwork and training yeah but, and then say if because he's with um, Leicester Academy now, and say if he does break yeah. into the first team, it's it's good that he's got that foundation with his um, education where he can go back yeah. once he you know establishes himself in rugby union. Well, the good thing is the good thing is like rugby union. You said he's at Leicester, isn't he? Yeah, Leicester. Yeah, yeah. The good thing about rugby union is that they've got a lot more. Um, you know, a wiser head on the shoulders of like most people so. who are like. Like a lot of the teams want you to get a degree. A lot of the teams will yeah. support you. Like whereas in rugby league, and especially in my experience, I had to like fight to get like I had to fight the the the, the faculty at uni to get extra time for like exams yeah. or to like get a little bit of uh, consideration because I was uh, having to travel so many miles and do I wasn't there all the time. Blah blah blah. And then also I had to speak to Tubbs all the time or I had to speak to. Lee, I had to speak to yeah. Rose all the time to say, look, I've, I'm gonna, I can't like be at training on time today, or I can't be at this on time because of X, Y, Z. So it's, but I think, I think you feel be all right because oh. there's a lot of people, a lot of people that have already been through that. There's people that are like doctors who yeah. play, like who've, who've done a yeah. doctorate degree. Do you know what I mean? So I think he, yeah. he's in the right hands. He's definitely right to do the Ruby Union route in terms of oh, the hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah man. Like, like you can tell, like, um, they're they're messing with education, so. They've, like, especially before COVID hit, um, they were going to take, because a lot of them were doing A-levels. Yeah. So they, they, were, they, were, they were really planned out that they are going to have all of January off so they can concentrate on their education. Right. And then start training again. So that it's 
Yeah. It's a good setup over there, which yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm happy he's there, but he's, it's helped him out. Yeah, and so did yeah, and I'm just going. We're going back off piece, but did you go um, yeah. with Fee? Were you like um, so you got him? You did it. You started him off uh, rugby league training, like yeah. just to get his skill yeah. up. And now, yeah. now he's obviously got all the, got all the base level of skill, and he's just like, is how's he doing in 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 the union? No, he's doing he's doing really good. He's what it's been his it's been two years where he's played rugby union full time. I've, I've always wanted him to play rugby league growing up, yeah, yeah. and then. Um, yeah, turn turn him into a rugby union player. Well, that's what you said to but me I, when I was when I was yeah, yours. Yeah. You always said, "Nah, he'll do he'll do like five, six, seven years rugby league, and then he'll get him to do both, and then I'll switch him." So you've you've stuck to your yeah. word. And <laughs> I knew the hard thing was for him to enjoy rugby union. But obviously, yeah. he enjoys rugby union, but he's a league boy. Like he yeah. loves rugby league. Yeah, that was always gonna be the hard thing was to make him love rugby union as well. And now, and now he loves it. Like, um, yeah, what he position does he play? Like, Full back. Full back, right. Yeah, so it's yeah. not it's it's like it's not too dissimilar in terms of like it's still you're just on the edges. You don't need to do, get into that much rooks and walls and stuff. Or no, do you? No, you yeah. don't have to. You can still no, you can no, you don't, you don't. yeah. It's just gotta have a kicking game. Yeah. Yeah, but he's but, to, like kick the ball back. Well he's 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 been, he's been taught from you, he must have a great kicking game. <laughs> <laughs> he's gun kicker. <laughs> you know, no, but he's it's weird because um he's been training with us at Keefley. Yeah, yeah. I've taken him to Keefley training just so he can um, learn a bit more at Keefley. Yeah. You know, because um, with Leicester, they only train on the Saturday. So I'm like, okay, come train with us. Yeah. So you can, like, you know, do more with your fullback and that. So we've done, we did a we did a 13 versus the rest. And I got I got hurt, like, early. So yeah. I was playing the 13. I got hurt early. And I came off and I was like, Fee was on the wing for the um, the other team. Yeah. So I was like, Fee, come jump in fullback for the first 13. So you play fullback. And after, like, we did two 20-minute session and uh, uh, two 20-minute halves. And yeah. after the session, he was like, oh, man, it's so hard compared to rugby union. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Because <laughs> he was like, you know, he was like telling, you know, in defense where you yeah, yeah, yeah. and you tell them where to go and then you have to hop back, go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kick and you carry the ball. And then you have to, you're always on, you know, you're always like that that last man on the sweep play to try yeah. and um, create the extra man. And it was just constantly running, and he was like, "Man, Union's got it." Yeah, but you different. obviously it's it's a different game. When you're younger as well, though, you like you want to impress all the time. I think I'm just this mic's too high. You want to impress? Oh shit, sorry, the mic's too high. Yeah, you want to impress all the time, and then you end up like you're overthinking too many things. So like he'll be yeah. like, because like, I've when I was at Saints, I was chucked in at fullback a few times. Then you're like, shit, I've never. Yeah, we played you. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you're well, how old was I? I was, I was like, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was just like, what the hell's going on here? I was like, just yeah, just play fullback, Tom. You'll be all right. I was like, never played there before, but it's sound. And then you like, you all these things going on. You are like, right, trying to tell your defense to get back on it, which edge and stuff. God, it was yeah. mad. That that was a that was a tough yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Union, you don't have to count numbers. You know, in defense. Yeah. So it's a big thing here to get your numbers wrong at the back for rugby league. So in rugby union. He's like he was saying that that's a big thing that um, yeah. he doesn't have to worry about is counting numbers. All he needs to do is tell players to go to one side when he can see an overlap. Yeah. But he doesn't have to count numbers. Like you don't have to have a four, no. you know, you know, four in a certain position. But so but really, you can overthink it a bit too much because if you you your defenders should have a good idea of what's going on. It's only the odd person who's like a forward. It's usually a forward who just come comes back, back going, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" <laughs> As I got a clue, like, mate, you should just look yourself, like, just look yourself, and then you, you don't have to worry about it. 
you do your job, I'll do mine. <laughs> yeah. Making my job hard, eh? Yeah, like they always just go, oh, where are we going? Oh, fucking hell, you did so much ago. And then you just get blamed in video like a dog. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right. right, so let's let's jump back to, um, yeah, we're going to, we're, so we're in, we're in a, you're 18, you're, you're, you're not liking yeah, yeah. But then, obviously, the regret of missing the the, the staying back, and I think uh, let me just touch back on that. I think that's like one big yeah. thing for me is that I regret similar kind of thing, really, just not yeah, yeah. taking those opportunities to be to to uh, to like hang around and learn from those like great, say Sean Long, Matt Gidley, I know, yeah, or yeah. Kevin Cunningham, like all these people like staying after, and then you just like like you, I was getting off to go and do some studies or go out or whatever to try and just catch yeah. up with certain stuff. So having that balance is like I think it's having a forward thinking mindset of like this is not just for now this is this is obviously going to be five years down the line this is going to pay off instead of yeah, yeah. thinking what we're here for like you know being quite narrow-minded and thinking oh god i need to just i want to just get home to my kid or i want to just get home to yeah, yeah, yeah. like do this so i think now now you've lived through that and i've lived that i think for like fee and like when atlas is old enough to play rugby or play footy then i'll definitely be able to yeah. advise him i think that's, that's why one of my big things about what i'm doing is i want like like mentors and mentorship because like people are always lacking guidance and people always need like a little bit of a, a help like and, yeah. and some advice from someone who's been around the block before like and a lot of older players never don't really give you advice because you are competitive a lot not Matt Gidley for me was amazing but oh, yeah, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of other players were, were, were didn't want to give advice out because like you're you're a threat to them you're in a way you're yeah, competing yeah, yeah. so like they were just yeah. like just in a way, I can see, I, I can, I can see where they're coming from. Like, because you are a threat, but then like, I, everyone should have a bit of a mentor. Like, Maggie was a, a good role model for me. I mean, you were a good role model for me when I stayed at yours because, like, when um, one thing that stuck in my head, even when I left, for it, it was again a couple of a couple of times you said, "Back yourself, back yourself." <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was, and that stuck in my head. Like when I was yeah. playing for Lee, and when I was afterwards, when I was like, you know, if if there was a time when I was like. You know, having to like squeeze through a gap or having to like push. I always had you, you're in my head going back yourself because then it's like, because I never, I, I, tend, I tended to pull back, didn't I? Before, yeah, like, no, nah, and you were like, back yourself, back yourself. So, like, yeah, just because you're a gun, though, like, I've I, I got like, just that's what I say to feel like, because you know your ability, and sometimes you kind of go into your shell. Mm. And that's why, I, like, I met with you a few times, like, mm. I think if you made a few mistakes or yeah. like, you know, you do something wrong, you kind of go into your shell, shell bit, but. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, if you your confidence and your ability, you just back yourself 100. Like you yeah. make mistakes. So that's why I tell Fee that's massive. Of what yeah. I say to Fee. Well, it's, it's, it's I, I, like when you're talking about mentorship, like like being a mentor, and I love that. Eh? Like I don't know why. Um, I don't know why there's players that don't don't want to help the younger boys who are coming through, regardless of competition or not, because mm. at the end of the day, it's going to help your team as well. Yeah. Of course, I, I love that. Like I love helping all the younger boys who are coming mm. through because I want to see them. Yeah, of, you know, you want to see them. You want to see them grow into something yeah. that they like to unleash their like potential that they've got. Like one of my biggest Achilles heel was the fact that I didn't have the confidence because I like went from Saints and then being a bit reject, feeling like rejected, and then like having to work my way back up. I just felt like any time I was knocked, it hit it hit, hit me harder because I didn't have that yeah, kind yeah. of stronger mindset to be like, you know what. Fuck it, but it took me to like until I was at Lee when I was obviously we're winning and like you're getting pats on the back all the time to then get break out of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 
I think because of because the way I was like always kind of an underdog coming through the ranks at, at Saints and stuff, any little like mental knock was quite hard for me to take, I think. But then like people like yeah. that's why I, I want to kind of get these like I do want to set up something where like there is kind of a mentorship scheme in terms of not just sport, but further side of sport. Like, you know, if you want to like learn um different languages and stuff like that, like or, or how to handle yeah, yeah. your money better for, for for future basically to like for for players and people outside of rugby, but like non-professional sports as well like olympic people who are just having to like um you know pay their way through certain stuff because yeah. they don't get funding it'd be good to just have like a, a community of people who are able to just like you know um you know share, share knowledge and experience yeah, yeah. really because like there's no unless you unless you're willing to pay so much money you're not going to get that kind of mm. attention so that's one of the one of the things that I'm, I'm, I want to try and develop with the, with the, with this oh, that's and like, good. these, these yeah. podcasts. Like, I want to just share like your knowledge and like my knowledge to people who might listen to it, who might be able to like take something from it and like go, oh yeah, look, uh, Q's he's he's gone from eighteen having a kid and still you know forging forging a path for himself. Like someone might like resonate with that and be able to like yeah. then you know inspire them. So then going no, back, no, like, oh, go on. No, I was saying like the biggest thing. Um, that I've learned through rugby is um, like how much you got to work for what what your goals are. So um, like I knew I knew like looking back when I wasn't playing well, I knew like it was hard to kind of pinpoint why. But looking back is the answer so easy is because I didn't I wasn't willing to work hard enough. Yeah. To you know to strengthen my weaknesses in that. Yeah. And um, like that goes the same outside of rugby as well. Like if you. Like if you really want something, like you have to put in the hard work. Yeah. Like you need, you know, you need to work hard to try and achieve that, and then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna come up. Like there's gonna be setbacks. Yeah. With anything that you do, and I think it's how much you kind of push through those setbacks. Well, it's like that's what I'm going through with business. Yeah. Business side of things, and um, with rugby as well. It's just, just what you learn through your career. Are you like a first generation kind of rugby player in terms of you, the first one in the family to? to make it or to do well yeah yeah in, in my family yeah yeah same 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 here really so like i think that has a big effect a big factor because i was like um if i had someone like obviously if, if like you've, you've you've been able to mentor fee in terms of like you'll be able yeah. to like structure his mindset to to be able to think the bigger picture you'll be saying like look stay yeah. behind don't obviously it's not about just impressing that day it's about just improving your skill for for Two years, three years, four years down the line—not just, not just—and yeah. also, and also improving your, your you know, your, your mental, like ability to be able to just like stick out through the tough times and yeah. be able to just, just get in the grind and like with the race got like you said, there's gonna be down times, there's gonna be times when your team's not doing well, you're not feeling well, you're like not got the right mindset, you you might have some family troubles going on, but being able to stay behind when things aren't going well and like learning on things, your weaknesses, like you said. That'll, yeah. that'll that'll help you in terms of oh, it'll help your credibility as well. Yeah. Like if you're not just if you're not just dashing off, it helps your credibility. It helps you you look you look your your image as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, and that's the thing I was telling you. I was like, all this hard work that you're doing is gonna pay off. Like, say if it, if it doesn't pay off straight away, you keep working hard. Eventually, it will pay off. Mm. It has to because you're working too hard for it yeah. not to. And I've I've been quite lucky because of um the boys who I'm close to like um. Jesse, Sinlafeo, Junior Morse, Peter Matautia, who have all been, you know, professional rugby players in the NRL. 
they've had their time as well talking to Fee, which has been good. Yeah. Um, you know, so she's not just hearing it from me, she's hearing it from, from these other boys as well who are like giving them advice yeah. on, you know, how to, you know, reach his goal, which is ultimately wanting to be a rugby player, professional yeah. rugby player. So it's been good. Have you got him like, because um, I'm, I'm since obviously, well, I'm big on diaries and goal setting and whatnot. And since obviously leaving, I think it's like, you, you, st- you as a first generation, what I was trying to say is a rugby player and a professional athlete kind of thing. You kind of, you kind of realize too late that the things that are important are important. <laughs> so like, yeah. so like you get to like, yeah. well, basically when I was pretty much leaving rugby in retirement, like when I had to stop because of the injury, then I've realized, then I look back and thought, I was a bit, I wasn't, I, I could have tried hard. I could have stayed longer. Like I had all the ability, but I just didn't have the, the, the right mindset to, to, to stick it out. Like you said, but you realize this when you're 28, not you should, you, yeah. you'll be able to give this, you give these stepping stones to fee 10 years in advance. You know what I mean? 20 years yeah, yeah. in advance. So he should have all those, all, all the acumen to be able to, to succeed. Like I'm, and I'm sure he will, like, because he's got he's got all those he's got all the no, uncles. Right. there's some yeah. old uncles as well to back him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got to be good, man. I can't wait. No, to but see imagine if we had someone like that when Rupert grew away. Hey, like someone to kind of guide us. Imagine if we had someone, yeah, like that, kind of just to guide us. But but like, again, so but again, it's like again the opportunity. The, there was people there if you if you if you looked for yeah, it, probably. Yeah. But but I think we were because like we had other things on our mind. We probably weren't looking for it like if you had have gone yeah. and asked for help from someone like if i had gone right okay uh assistant coach whoever it was snc coach or or even a player even if i never asked a player personally they probably would have gone you know what like yeah let's 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 help you out like like the only person who i didn't i didn't ask many people but um franny like franny actually, oh, yeah. Yeah, he like to be fair though because it seems like i end up forming quite good friendships with a lot of Simones to be honest and I, just, oh, yeah, I, I think it's just because <laughs> I think it's just because they're chilled like they're just so chilled yeah. just, just, and, and, and it's just you, you say it how it is really and like Franny was the same it's like he, you know he calls a spade a spade he's not going to be around the bush he's just like yeah, yeah. he is where he is and he also just I think he just liked the fact that he was able to help me out because he was just like because I was at the time playing for Saints on like two and a half grand a year like they just they like absolutely yeah. took the piss out of the young lads, like yeah. because because you're younger than eighteen. They were like, and and they offer you this contract. You know they get you into the room as if it's like yeah. some kind of, or you can't get this contract anywhere else. And then they just you just sign it like stupidly and like yeah. that's another. Well, point where, a big club as well. Yeah, yeah well, such a big club. It? You think, oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do well here. I'm gonna do amazing no matter what where I am. But they, and they sell it to you like it's it, it is awful. Yeah. And like they take those that kind of opportunity away for you. But then that's when a point when you should have. A, a mentor or a manager or whatever yeah, but yeah. Not, not a manager who's, yeah. who's trying to take your yeah. money obviously someone who just has your best interest at heart but anyway like Franny just noticed that like I was a bit like quite a quiet guy and yeah. like I was I was young I was quiet and I usually just like kept myself to myself got through my training did well in training just and then just got off but then he like a few times took me to one side and just said you know what should we go for a feed after after rugby and that really did help me yeah, my yeah. confidence and stuff because he was like a superstar at the time. I know, yeah. And I was like yeah. eight, 18, 17, 18. And he's just like, gone, oh, let's go for the feed afterwards. And then a few of the boys like, what's what, what's the fuck's Tom doing going, Franny? Because <laughs> Franny didn't speak to hardly anyone. He was like, they're quiet. He like, you know, spoke to a few of the small boys and then just like got off himself. He probably yeah. was just thinking, oh, he's, he's a bit of me. And he's just like, quiet. I don't, you don't really, didn't really speak much at food to have dinner. <laughs> 
<laughs> just sat there, he's just like, quietly <laughs> drinking his Guinness and black. Like, I was like, all right, funny, man. <laughs> we'll, see you <laughs> we'll see you there when you're there. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, serious sound oh, yeah. as well. I got on with Sierra really well. Like, oh, yeah. I got on with, I got, I get on with all this island, island boys. So I just, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's because like I'm quite, I'm quite chill. But then also I, I have a lot of mental stresses. So it's nice to just talk to people who are just, yeah, relaxed and upfront and stuff. But anyway, I've, I've got off track like massively. But we was going back no, to, yeah, it's all good. So we're going off to uh, eighteen. You were eighteen. You weren't liking it, and you, you just spoke to the coach and you just said, you know what, I don't think yeah. this is for me. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, man, I need to go home. So um, I need to go back to Brisbane. Yeah. And then, like, um, I signed, signed with Melbourne for two years. And then, yeah, the following year, um, Cooper Cronk ended up going into the full-time environment. Yeah. He's absolutely killed it. Yeah. Like, Cooper's, like, one massive example where um, when he was at North, when I was at North Devils, he... He didn't really cement a position. Like he was playing, he was playing center, he was playing hooker, he was playing half. Mm. Now and then playing fullback. So he wasn't really, didn't even have a, a spot, like a yeah. position that he was he was playing at. But man, he worked hard, bro. He's one of the the hardest workers I've ever come across. Yeah. And it, it shows like yeah. where where his career went. Mm. Well, it is, it's, it's, it, like you said, it is just, it is, once hard work is put in, like it will pay off and like a Cooper Cronk, like you just said, I didn't realize that he didn't even have a position. So that yeah, just shows yeah, so. anyone anyone out there who's like kind of who listens and who's listening and goes like, "Oh, I'm I'm not got a position yet." I'm how old would you been? Eighteen. I'm not even got a position. I'm just getting yeah. I'm getting passed around the fringes, but I'm still in the squad. It's worth just sticking with it, isn't it? One hundred percent. Because oh yeah, like I think another thing that kind of affected me was I was the center and like I was pretty much a center all the time. I was a halfback coming through. And then I just yeah, got moved yeah. to the centres. I once I got to like a professional level, they're just like, right, okay, you're a centre now. And that was it. I'd never really went anywhere else. Yeah. Played a bit of wing, but it's the same, you know, wings are yeah, yeah. bad. But like, at least I knew that I was a, a centre kind of, I worked on that. And then that was kind of me. But like, just to to be passed around all those positions and stuff, it's just testament to Cooper that he's obviously just just a good yeah. shows a good reflection. It's a good reflection on him, and it's a good example for young people. Yeah, yeah. Who, oh, it's who, massive, wanna, yeah. who want to emulate, you know, his his kind of uh, successes just by yeah. digging deep and working hard. So you went, so you went from yeah, went from there, and then you've gone to so yeah. So, so I was like um, two years with Melbourne, ended up playing for North for three years, um, and then I moved to I went to South Logan. South Logan Magpie. So South Logan is where I started off. Um, I played Colts here, which Colts is like under 19. Yeah. Um, and then I made my Q Cup debut, but then I went to North Devils. And then I, I went. I wanted to go back because I was I was close to the the CEO there, mm. Jim Jim McLennan. So I, I went back. I got offered more money from um, other clubs, but I just wanted to go back. And um, yeah, I spent the the next five or six years there. And in, in those years. I was close to signing to the Rabbitohs, South Sydney Rabbitohs. I was like close to signing with them. They came watch one of my games, <laughs> worst game ever. So they watched me. <laughs> oh man! It doesn't back myself. <laughs> back yourself. <laughs> it's just the way, isn't it? It's just the way. Yeah, so I was close to signing with them. Um, Canberra, I was close to signing with, but yeah, just yeah, I was just like not willing 
to work hard enough to. Yeah, just missed uh, the opportunity. Well, it's probably it's probably two missed things though. Yeah. Missed the opportunities and you just weren't working hard enough. So if you were working hard enough, you probably would have got more opportunity. I, I would have played better. Yeah, yeah I would have played better. Then. I would have been ready for those games and yeah, I would yeah. have played better. Did you so know they were coming? To, did hard. you know they were coming to uh, yeah, watch yeah. it? Ah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's all in here, mate. <laughs> the mind yeah, games. It's all in the mind. It wasn't it? It's all in the head. It wasn't anything to do with. What wasn't anything to do with the ability? It's like me, fucking lost it. So um, you went yeah. from there to. Um, so then, then what was that? What went? What dropped, brought you to Sheffield? Yeah. So um, our assistant coach at Souths, he was a he was, he's a English guy, and he was um, he knew Tubby quite well. All right. Um, yeah, and he was just like, "Oh, would you mind going over to to England and play rugby?" I was like, well, "I'll be keen to go," but I needed to play like up. I wasn't able to come over until I played. Like you either had to play NRL, like seventy percent of that season NRL, or you have to play international. Yeah. Um. So, um, they I contacted them in two thousand eight, and then I wasn't able to come over until I played for Samoa. Luckily, I played for Samoa two thousand ten. Yeah. Two games for Samoa two thousand ten. So that's when I was able to come over. Right. Right. So, and, and what was the experience like playing for Samoa? Oh, I think I think that's like because I've played I've won a premiership for um, South Slogan Q Cup, yeah. so I won I won a title there, which was pretty awesome, and I've won two for Sheffield. Yeah, but I think playing for Samoa like had to be has to be up there as one of like the highlights of my career because yeah. that was like a dream. Yeah, growing up and like and I was the only one that hadn't didn't have any NRL experience or Super yeah. League experience, so I went into the change rooms and like. See all these um, players like who well, are idolized. Franny was one of them. Yeah, it was he? Um, David, <laughs> David Salamona, Ali Lautiri. You see all these guys who are idolized, and I was like starstruck there. And I was yeah. like, got in there, sat down, and um, they, they made me feel comfortable pretty much straight yeah. away. But um, yeah, so I played against the Kiwis, then played against Song, and I'd say those two would have to be like the highlight of my career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like when I was speaking to Liam, and he said like. <clears throat> Went playing in all cups and stuff. It just like seems obviously we I, I won with Sheffield and one with Sheffield, Lee. Yeah. And, and like obviously it's it's a really it's a midfield. You can't you don't you yeah, know if it was any better, but then he said yeah. it's just that little bit extra of something because it's like that little bit of a passion behind the badge or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. There's just something else, like a little bit just a little bit extra. Cause when he was at the, the World Cup, he was saying he felt the same. It was just like just he couldn't put his finger on it, but it just felt a little bit more special yeah, yeah. than just a, a, a cup, but you know, like hats off to you. You've, you've, you've. I, I would have loved to have done played a, an international match, but uh, I was trying to get on, trying to get on the Wales team at one point. <laughs> was trying to say that <laughs> my great nan. You know, my, <laughs> I was like, my great nan's dog was like, <laughs> trying to get on. But I'm uh, definitely English, you know. But I have to be. Oh, yeah. So I was like, to it's, it's, it's my great nan's Welsh, so it was oh, like okay. people like, oh no, you're not, you're not yeah, Welsh yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So you went from no, yes. and then you, you sat you moved over to Sheffield and like um, so yeah, you got over you got over and Tubbs was so how 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 did how was the transition from getting your family up family from there to how how was that transition getting over to was, the UK? It was tough because um I, I signed for two years and we were like um we'll just go over for two years and kind of um experience UK. Yeah. It, was, it was it was a big move because we come from like my wife. She comes from a big family, and I come from a big family as well. And we're all massive, um, fam, fam, like family yes. orientated. So yeah. to kind of leave everyone was was already going to be a big deal. And yeah. um, 
We're like, we'll just go for two years and then we'll come back home. In 10 years, I'm still here. 10 years, still here. <laughs> 10 years still here. So the, yeah, so we knew it was going to be tough. Um, it was just me and my wife and Fee. Yeah. And uh, what made it, like, Tubbs was awesome. Like, Tubbs yeah. and his family, Dawn Dora, awesome for us. Um, Timmy, Tim Bergen. Yeah, yeah. He was like, man, if it wasn't for him as well, I, I think we would have really struggled. But he was constantly, he only lived down the road from us and he was yeah. constantly coming to pick us up with his car. Yeah. Um, like, he was like, Happy enough about shopping, he was always um, asking if we were right. So yeah. um, he was he was messing when we came over because it was tough, man. Like, yeah, just a to total so total away. culture total culture change, yeah. like lifestyle. And how shop. cold it was as well. <laughs> like, wow. You're used to it we're, now. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, no, we're like we're definitely we're gonna go home. We're definitely gonna go home. And um, obviously David David Salamona, he he always went out of his way to um, kind of you know yeah. like make us feel comfortable. He was always telling us to go over, who pick us up, because we didn't have a car. Yeah, so yeah. He'd come pick us up to go over. And so, um, yeah, so. So, so, of, so, so David would drive over from Warrington, was he staying? Was he staying? Well, he, so he was, he was staying in Wakefield. He'll yeah. drive to Warrington, come back to Wakefield, but then he'll come and pick us up. Oh, what a legend. To go over to his house. So, what yeah, man. So that made it like easier for us. Yeah. The transition. So, um, and then obviously after a year, we're like, oh, Sheffield were like, oh, do you want to resign again? Yeah. And um, I was happy at the club. But I, I think it was after the second year, I was I was close to signing for Warrington. Yeah, Warrington right. Wolf. Yeah, so I was going to sign for them after my second year. So how old how but, old are you how old are you now? So you like I was twenty six when I came over. Right, twenty six. So what so, did you do in yeah. the in the in the time from uh, Queensland Cup? It's like from 18, 19, 20, or till 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 you moved over. So you didn't play any first grade. You just Kind of, no, no, just playing Q Cup, just playing yeah. Queensland Cup. Yeah. Right, okay, so that's just like, but that's just, but that's just similar to playing reserves and, uh, sorry, not reserves, it's similar to playing, thing over here now, isn't it? Cha- championship one. Championship, maybe. yeah, so it's not, it's part-time, so it's not full-time, so <laughs> yeah. I was working and training. Yeah. So, so then you, um, so you yeah, did that for, so did that for six years, then you came over here, so then, so you're 26, 27. Yeah, so then yeah, I, did yeah. I, did I, was it your first year that I came over, a second, it was second, was it your, must have been like your third no, year. No, it was no. I think it was your third, third year. Yeah, that was just th- my third year. So because the first year I came over, we, we made the grand final. Got <laughs> from yeah. Second year we made the grand final, played a clever game and we beat them. Yeah. And then the third year, that's when we won a game. That's when yeah, you came ba- out. against Batley won it. Against Batley, yeah. Yeah. Third yeah, yeah. year. So yeah, that was my third year. Yeah. So then at Sheffield, because I played six years at Sheffield. Yeah. So and then. Um, yeah. And then obviously six years, and then so like you, you solidified your place in in kind of mental. I'm trying to trying to fit in the fact that like where was your headspace in terms of getting over and like being able to balance life and having a young baby because now, especially now, I'm, I'm obviously having a young kid myself now, and it's with it's, it's find it so hard to be able to detach from yeah. Atlas and and, and Danielle. And be able to even even come in here and do this. It's like I know he's at nursery now, so it's fine. But yeah, yeah, when yeah. he's in the house, you just can't switch off at all. No, like no. so hard. Like I guess it's just impossible because you're always thinking, I've got a I feel bad for not helping out somewhere. Or like like having having an escape of like rugby is I suppose it's kind of kind of beneficial in a way. Like yeah, being yeah. able to be out. But then you'll give you give hundred percent when you get back. But when being out of the house when like as a as a 26 year old you would have been 25 26 
I think yeah. I think if now I think like with the situation that's going on now, I think there's a lot of people who are gonna uh, are struggling. Well, I, it's I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this. Just thinking that the with COVID, I think that the whole the whole dynamic of like life has pretty much changed, doesn't it, massively? And yeah. if this the the, the the being able to have a, a, a like what I'm doing at the minute, trying to set up this business, trying to trying to have like you know just do do loads of other things whilst having a baby running around and and your missus to yeah. still look after as well. It's, no. it's 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 a minefield, man. It's well hard. So hats off to you to do it. it like I, hats off to all parents who did it playing rugby, all the fellas, because you don't appreciate it until. Like you're actually in that situation, you just think, "Oh, you've got yeah, a kid." No. The, the missus will look after him, but it's not like yeah. that at all, is it? It's just not. No, no, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> no, we take it for granted sometimes. Yeah. Like, um, like especially the the rugby boys who go to training, and their partners yeah. are just at home doing all the housework in that. Yeah. Once you do it yourself, then you you know how, how hard it yeah. is to learn to to appreciate them. That's tough, man. It's tough, man. Uh, so, right. So, like, so you went to Sheffield. What was so like? You le- after I left, you you didn't you didn't win any more cups, then, did you? To no. So after yeah, after you left, we you went to lead. I think that that fourth year was a bad year for us. But then um, the fifth year, we we played. That's when the um, Super Eights came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You started yeah. doing well then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did well there. Um, in the Super Eights, we ended up being Wakefield. Yeah, yeah, I remember in the, that. In, yeah. the, in the eights, and then we did well against um, the other Super League teams as well. Yeah. We came close to beating Salford and Hull KR um, that year. But then, yeah, the following year we went full time. That was the, the sixth year I was there. We went full time and we struggled full time. Yeah. It always seems like that with Tubbs, though. Like when we because like Tubbs always seem to get the most out of you in the big games, but like in little games, we we always like just scraped the win or. Like just yes. got by, didn't we? But then in the big games, we'd seem to like proper step up. Like he, he seemed yeah. to get so it's a bit like that. Where in the in the middle eights, he's like he's he's got like a little bit extra out of all years, and like you all stepped up. But I know he was he was good like that, wasn't he? Tubbs? He's really good at like getting. No, it was getting good. Like, good and the thing is, I think the um the group that we had as well coming through all those years when we were especially when we were successful, we were um we we're pretty tight. It yeah. was like and I think that helped. That helped loads. Yeah, that um, helps massively on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at London when they beat Toronto and they got promoted. Yeah, I know. Like you can tell how like they didn't have any names and like you can no. tell how close they were. And they I was, to... I was, I was saying this with like Dicko and I think that like one of the main things for me is the fact that having that self confidence and having your brother next year on you on the left and right year, like and that that, that yeah. camaraderie and support is more important. And like having that like um, positive reinforcement, knowing that the the boys have got you your back, that's that's more. I think that gives you more points on the board that will win you more games than having a few yeah, big games. So. And I think I think that like yeah. building a squad 100%. and a team around players who are like you know uh, got each other's back and are more influential in the dressing room. I think should be more. That should be that should that should be celebrated more. It should yeah. be that should be yeah. definitely used more. Do you know because like if you look like look at look at a classic example, uh, Ipswich footy. Do you know what I mean? Like they just came from nowhere and just like won the league if, if you like oh, yeah. a couple of years yeah. back and just like had no one like and then just yeah. had, they were such a together team that they, they won the league like it was it was, seemed impossible but they did it and I just think that like in rugby they need to I think I, I don't know now like because I'm obviously out the game so I don't know now what's it like yeah. um, what's it like at Keithley what's it like um, with coaches there what what are people moving are people no, moving a bit forward because it's such a such a tough time though obviously with the last year it's like yeah. he has been wrote off so talk, talk, talk to me a little bit about how you've coped with the last year then and like what 
what, what what's been going was, through your mind? No, I was um I was all right. Um, I think what kept kept me busy was um I ended up training Phoenix loads, so I was yeah. training, and then me and him were training as well. So that was all was right for me. But obviously, um, going on furlough was quite was quite tough. Yeah. But um, Keithley, man, Keithley's been awesome, eh? Yeah. Like um, the coach, he's still quite young. Reese Lovegrove. He's still quite young. Yeah, yeah. Aussie, Aussie guy. Right, right. Rings for London. How He played for London. Yeah, play for London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, he yeah. Paid, well, he doesn't play anymore, but he had to retire because he's got too many concussions. Right, right. But like, he's like he's massive on um, like not just vlogging you. Eh? He's like massive on getting something out of fitness. So we do a lot of con games. Yeah, a lot of con games fitness. Um, he's he's got a senior group where um, like he we have a, like a decent say in. A lot of the stuff, like he'll take on our advice our, on our opinion, and obviously he's he's the main man. If he doesn't yeah. agree with it, he doesn't agree with it. But like he, it's it's good. Like um, he he wants us to kind of help before the younger boys who are coming through. Um, yeah. so I he's like I'm really enjoying it there. Yeah. Um, but his he he reminds me of Rose how he just wants to play. Yeah. You know, Rose just wants to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He proper yeah. wanted to play. It just he was he like just wants to play. He was good. He couldn't just keep running out of shape because I, I actually was at Lee the first time round when I, um, when I was on loan from Saints when I was like I don't know, eighteen or something. Yeah. Like that. I actually played with Rolls when Rolls was assistant coach. <laughs> yeah. So Rolls, yeah, it's bad. Rolls was assistant coach at, uh, at Lee, but he used to play. And then um, so he played hooker a few times and like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. it was funny. It's like just and then like literally a year a year later or a year and a half later he's like coaching. So like. I feel it makes you feel old when you used to play yeah. with the coach. Like, but yeah, he's always he always wanted. Nah, but I think you know the big thing. He always wanted what? He always nah, wanted to just play big... no matter what, didn't he? Like even when he oh, was yeah. training, he's always wanted to just like beat <laughs> it all the time. Yeah, now I think the big thing with coaching is um the balance with because Rose had a good footy head on him. I, yeah. I I think him and Finney, but I think um he lacked his player management a bit eh? He won't. Like, I think that's the big, he lacked um, player management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like looking after the players and like doing what's best for the players. And I think that's the, the big thing with coaching is you got to find the balance because you could yeah. be like really good with um, your coaching, like your philosophies and that. But if you don't have your that player management behind that, players won't want to play for you. Yeah. That's it. And that, yeah, if, if it doesn't matter, thing. it doesn't matter how good you are, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are, a good tactician you are, if, if someone doesn't want to play for you. You're not gonna get yeah. the best out of that person. Like <clears throat> there's loads of times when you, you want you wanted to get a, a direct answer out of out of out of him and he'd never give you a direct answer. Probably because he had loads of pressure from above him and whatnot, but you never yeah, got yeah. a direct answer out of him, which is kind of frustrating at times. Like you just wanna you just wanted to get a direct answer and like obviously yeah. just think I think the pressure of people around him and above him kind of got 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 the better of him. But like you said, being able to but that Lee squad that you had, um, when you when we went into Super Eight, I remember because the year before you just killed it with like no names, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Absolutely killed killed it, and then you just went on to kill it again. But it was when you started buying all these big name players that, that was you just all started to struggle. Eh? Mate, that was it because like we we all we all knew what what we were kind of what kind of deal we were on. We all knew that we were like yeah. we weren't gonna we weren't getting paid massive. We weren't going to be like, you know, there was no superstars really. Like it was just like, we're all, yeah. 
kind of been together for two years and we'd all just come from different clubs and we we're all like pretty young squad, you know, like from 24, mm. 22, 23, 24 to like 27, 28 at the oldest. Well, and it, well, and was, Bob was the oldest there. He was yeah, he was 28, or yeah. 28, 29. He was the oldest. <laughs> Listen, boy, man. He was literally the oldest player at 29. Yeah, so, yeah. so like everyone was going away yeah. and like giving him, giving him shit because he's 29. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the, the thing was like once he started to sign... Even it wasn't even the fact that we we made the signings before we made the signings. It was like yeah. we heard the sniffs in the press and we hadn't heard about it. Like we weren't told about it. That was the problem. Yeah. Like we thought that we were such a close knit in terms of from above to below, which we were. Yeah. Like we thought we were. We were, and then we weren't. Kind of. Yeah. This isn't just me saying this. This is what like a general consensus yeah. from the boys was that that there wasn't there wasn't any communication to say All right, lads. We're gonna be looking for new signings to strengthen to go to Super League. They didn't even say that. Do you know what I mean? It was just, oh, Gazok signing. Oh, someone else signing. Oh, yeah, Mickey yeah. signing. And then it was just like, oh, yeah. what? Like, and then you just then you forced to trade. You've just been together for two years yeah. with no, no other players, and then you've got four new, brand new players, big name players from like ex Super League and stuff. That's what rocked the boat, and that's what yeah. ultimately kind of that's that's what that's what started the the start. That was the yeah. beginning of the end for Lee, really, in yeah. terms of like. The crumbling because that was what just the doubt in people's minds and people started to ring up their agents and then that was just yeah, the, yeah. and the, the, the wheel started to fall off a bit like oh well he's, he's in my position look for somewhere else for me and that yeah. was it really and that was when we start that was i think the super eights when you did quite well yeah. and we came last yeah that, yeah yeah because yeah, I know, yeah just like everyone's head fell off for like the going obviously we thought that we were going to be like you know we're, well you were favorites to get promoted weren't you yeah we hadn't lost in two years. We didn't. We hadn't lost the yeah, game in two years, and then the like, first game, wow. the, the first game we lost was when we signed players. We, with the first game yeah. we lost, we went down to we went down to London away. I know it's a long journey, right, coach ride and whatnot, but it doesn't make a difference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't make a difference. We were we, we hadn't yeah. lost in two years, and that was our first loss of the seat of, yeah. of two years. As soon as the, the the first week we signed players, and that's just going back to like having that kind of env- environment where you you like like we were saying before that you you you. The mindset and the the the, yeah. the hive mentality of the team is more important than just its single players and individuals. Like, yeah. there's no what, what's the point in spending so much money on buying these players in and then not them not gelling with the players that are already yeah. there. I think the thing that it should have done was just gone. You know what, lads, uh, we're going to be we're going to be strengthening the squad over the next six to eight weeks, and then introduce them, and then you get to see them first before they release the press. They're not getting talked yeah, on Twitter yeah. and not getting talked on social media and whatnot yeah. because. People already people message you on Twitter and Instagram or whatever, and we're going, oh, such and such centers signed or such and such a back row signed, and you don't even know about it. So you then have to go to the coach and say, oh, what's this about? <clears throat> like my position, yeah, it, it, it it the team massively. yeah. And yeah. but like having this as an experience now, like going forward is like myself trying to get obviously I'm doing like SNC and coaching and whatnot. Myself, like going forward, I'll have this in you have it in your mind to like be able to judge different characters and be able yeah. to like see see the group dynamic a lot more and be able to uh, uh, judge and affect those situations when you see them so like talking about your coaching and uh, your business as a side like g- give me a bit more information on that what what, what what kind of where did that where did that come from and how did um obviously it's trial is it tryline properties tryline property yeah, yeah. so tryline property was um so i've got two businesses i've got tryline property and um a complete rugby project yeah so trial and property, um, Jesse Sinlefeo, who plays for Castleford, he was like, um, he came up to me and he was like, oh, because um, I, I had already 
I was already thinking about something to do yeah. to try and, um, you know, for after footy and that. Because I, I know that I don't have long to play, but he came up to me and he's like, oh, that talked to me about property. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm keen to learn more about it. And so um, after that talk, we we booked our crash course. Um, have you heard of Samuel Leeds? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so we booked one of his crash courses. Right. He's like a big property guru. Yeah. And um, one of his crash courses, and it was like a two-day crash course. And it's like he, he goes through like the different strategies that you have in property. Mm. And then um, I was like, we were like, oh, okay, well, with all the strategies that we've heard of, um, let's pick service accommodation because we like it's we, we thought it was like um, the least amount that you have to um, invest with um, a lot of profit yeah. from it. But we didn't know how hard it was going to be because it's. Um, Cause it's pretty hard. like knowing what we know now like after a yeah. year and a bit like it's pretty hard but yeah. um yeah so that's the first um business so what, I have. so what time what 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 what's um let's break it down a little bit more what 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 sector of of uh of of of, of uh the the, the, hospitality. the house the housing industry is that kind of yeah. in what 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 is it again like so it's like hospitality hospitality it's okay. like um it's similar to um it's not it's bed and breakfast, but they, um, it's like a self-service, self-service houses. So yeah. it's all fully furnished. So it's rent to rent. So we don't own any of the houses. Yeah, so okay. we rent, so we agree our rental <laughs> with the landlord. Yep. And um, so we pay the landlord rent and then we put it on Airbnb booking.com. Right, 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 right. But um, yeah, but it's like, they, it's not a normal AST where, you know, tenants can move in. It's like, we're taking it on as a management company. Yeah. And then we manage property and then, yeah, we try and um, get contractors or corporate clients um, yeah. to stay at our houses. But right. we started off with two, one in Sheffield, one in Ponty. Yeah. But the Sheffield one, we had to get rid of the Sheffield one because of lockdown. Mm. But now we have seven. We have seven houses. Nice, man. Yeah, in Ponty. So, uh, yeah, so five in Ponty, one in Wigan and one in Manchester. Nice. And how did it all, How yeah. did, like you say, like obviously business is a bit like you get knocked you, you'll you'll invest some money yeah, well, and you'll you'll not get anything back and then you might get a really good week and then you'll get nothing back so like how, how's how have you kind of dealt with those kind of challenges especially during covid um just back ourselves in simple as that yourself is like the thing is like we had to like because we knew nothing about the strategy like properly yeah. but like We've put loads of hours in trying to learn. Like, obviously, we have we've met like loads of good people along the way who are willing to help us for free, and that and it's been awesome. Man. Like, yeah. we get people driving to like Cass or Sheffield to meet up for coffee and just tell us about their experiences because yeah. um, we got people helping us who have been in the game for like five, ten years. Yeah. But now we're at a point where um, we've learned as much as we can for free, and yeah. now we have to kind of pay a mentor to come in and kind yeah. of help us to go to the next level which we have now yeah we'll pay for someone to kind of help us um kind of take us to the next level with, with property and so, we're doing we're doing it right we're, we're at a good spot right now especially with covid and that yeah um, happening so what's what's the situation with prop, uh, the rental market in property in terms of covid because obviously at the minute there's, there's nothing but are you are you are you entitled to some kind of for are people are people still able to rent properties now yeah so um, we're quite lucky because all the key workers they still need so all the contractors in that yeah yeah still they, they're still working so yeah all our houses are filled with contractors right 
And um, we have, we're in a position now, we've got like seven houses and I've just had to, I've had to knock back contractors who wanted to stay in there for like two or three weeks because all our houses are full. Nice. So we'll, that's why we've been quite lucky as well, like um, with everything. So a, ti- a, ti- a timeline, a timeline for this is, so this is a year and a half into the business. And so you now you're starting to see a little bit of forward traction. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we'll like we've been able to pay ourselves um, for the last four months now. Mid. So, but a lot of the money we we get just goes back into business. Yeah, so we of course. Pay ourselves as minimal as possible. Yeah. Like as, as little as possible, and then most of the money just goes back into the business. Because why? Because we got seven properties. So by the end of this year, we want we're targeting twenty five. Right. Because we're, we're, well, we were looking to buy one. We were looking to buy, like, we were looking to buy a property and then we were yeah. kind of thought, now you know what, we'll keep on with the strategy that we're doing because yeah. buying a property, you've got to give, like, 20%. Like, yeah. it's a big chunk of what you got, 20%, or yeah. 25% to go yeah. into the deposit and then you got to go um, solicit the fees and that. So we're like, we'll keep doing what we're doing with the rent-to-rent strategy yeah. and then hopefully in a year or so, then we'll look into buy, start buying property. Yeah, and then you're gonna then then you've got like a per so then then the business model changes from like obviously your rent to rent to obviously you've got a property then but would you still have the rent to rent on the side as well? Yeah, yeah. So we're looking into so now now um going to the next level going going into the next phase is we're we're gonna start up a management company now. So yeah. um managing people's properties to because a lot of people don't know about what we do. Yeah. Once like and then when we tell people about it, they're like, oh man i should try it and so we'll be the, the we'll be the company that'll come in and manage it so we will take all the photos furnish your house yeah but and then we take and then we put on the market but and then we manage it for you yes. so we're going to start that up now uh, we're going to start a management company up now where we manage properties and then that'll be the next phase of um you know of our business yeah it sounds really interesting that was really good like in terms of like i, I know myself having to put time and effort into what I did with my business and then having the rug pulled underneath me. It's like, it's, it's, that's, that's hard to take, but like, obviously just for people who kind of have started a business or are starting a business because of COVID and trying to change the kind of path and whatnot. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not, it's not going to be easy. It's, it's, it's hard work. It's late nights. It's, it's so much, it's so much, work for zero reward in terms of yeah. obviously the, the way i see it is like i'm learning new skills all the time I'm, i like for things that i'm doing so like that's what I, my benefit is in terms of starting this new business i'm learning loads of different new skills um so like i'm not seeing the benefits yet which because i'm only like six yeah five, five six months into this you know what i mean so yeah i'm not seeing any rewards at all but like the thing is I think the, the main point is just to hear hear stories like yourself, like you know, a year and a half down the line, where then you can start to pay yourself and whatnot. That just like it gives you, gives me and obviously anyone else who's just starting back up uh, hope to, yeah. to for the future because it is it is it is tough. It is tough. It's not easy. Hundred percent. And like and like you you look at my background, like me and Jesse's background, like we like we aren't the best with like our education like we we went to school like we both went to school just to play rugby like our parents yeah. didn't care about education and that they just wanted us they were just happy with us to go to school and um, play rugby but like i think it's our rugby background that's kind of helped us with the business yeah. like you know that willing to to work hard or you know with the setbacks you, you know you get confronted with all these setbacks and willing to push through it 
yeah. and like we start we started from scratch so yeah. now we're kind of confident enough to kind of look at a house and go all right we'll put money in this house yeah and like you know kind of calculate a risk where put money in and then kind of go from there yeah and like it's taking like loads of hard work and yeah like, and we like we, he, he's a full-time rugby player yeah so he's got less time than yeah, yeah. to kind of work into it but so are you, are you, um, are you doing up, are you doing up the houses as well so you see in a house that's kind of uh, that can get a bit of you know a bit of work done to it as well so you can up your your, your rent your rental price for that yeah. market yeah and then you're trying to like yeah so, yeah, so, so some houses we we'll, um, we need to do a bit of paint work in that yeah. but we fully furnished the houses ourselves yeah but there's like uh, one of our other houses that needed a bit of tool header for like um since we started it needed a touch up it needed some paint work in that so we did it we, we we did a paint work we did a paint job to it um, we renovated it a little bit to make it um, look better and then yeah that house is doing quite well now but yeah. yeah we if we look at a house and we think it'll work we might have to put a bit of money in to do it up a bit yeah but we know that um once we do it up that yeah, so without without risk, mate. Without risk, there's no reward, is there? So you've got to like, you've, like yeah, you got you got to put the time, you got to put the effort, and you got to back yourself, like you said. Yeah. Um. And <clears throat> yeah, I think I think that obviously that's kind of you and is uh who, who is it? Sorry, is Jesse. Jesse, you and Jesse. So Jesse uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw a picture actually. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. They, they yeah. love him and Kess. Yeah, yeah. Is he doing well? Yeah. But then, and then I got my rugby coaching. And yeah, yeah. That's what I was Jeff, trying to you know, move on to. So. So you got yeah. so that you, you when I was actually at Sheffield, you were you and Missy were doing your coaching courses, weren't you? You were you were tr- yeah, coaching. Yeah. Oh, so we did like our yeah cert, certificate two, I think, yeah. in coaching. And yeah. Then, but, so um, from that, yeah, did you just like, did you just start up? Your, did you, were you just training fee, and then you just thought, you know what, I might as well just set up. Yeah. Well, in lockdown, I was like, I was just tra- training fee, and I was like, like I was really enjoying it, and then. I rung Jack because you know Jack's got a coaching business. Yeah. So Jack Allison, um, he's yeah. got a coaching business, and I was just ringing him with my idea. I was like, "Oh, um, in Sheffield, like I know in England in rugby league, the, um, especially in Sheffield, there's no pathway. If you don't make scholarship in academy, yeah, then you don't then like the kids don't um, have access to coaching, like yeah, professional coaching. Yeah. If you don't make scholarship or academy, and I was like, man, I think we should start up. Um, a coaching business where um, it's not just rugby league it's rugby union as well and we're yeah. well, like kind of trying to make kids better yeah. um, you know better skills and um, just better at playing rugby yeah. and having access to decent coaching so I rang him about it and my, my aim was like to have like a an academy to kind of have this pipeline of kids come through to academy and then um, once they're 16, 18 and then if they're good enough, then we have links with rugby union and rugby league right, clubs. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, good that's that's how it started. And how many how many and people? He was like, oh, I was thinking about the same thing. <laughs> Funny you said that because like, oh, yeah, uh, I've, I've like, been thinking about that for ages. Oh yeah, let's do it then. He was like, yeah, sweet. So um, and how many people have you got like on the on your roster kind of thing? Yeah, so we do like a we do like a membership, like a monthly membership, where they're entitled to. Um, one class a week so we had like so we do 10 year old on a friday night we do 10 10 to it's 10 to 15 year olds yeah 10 year olds to 15 or 16 year olds so we had about um almost 30 in that class yeah. and then on saturday it's from three to five for the for for one hour 
and then from six to six year olds to to nine year olds for the next hour and we're getting like 25 for each of those classes yeah and, and, and then so, we do a one-to-one session as well so the, and, and in terms of marketing wise was it just like because jack already had it set up you were you already had good connections or you're just connections with yeah within rugby you just like put the message out there and like you just got people interested in that way yeah yeah so we just we started like when when we knew a set date that we were going to start our classes so we knew we were going to start september so two months before like okay we'll smash the marketing so i got a lot of the boys that i knew to do a video and yeah. then i was supposed to come up like um you know a lot of the league boys and then yeah, some yeah. of the rugby union boys that i know and then we're just slowly dripping um like their videos saying um like what their position is and what are the, the three main um, points that they need for that position and yeah. just giving us a good name as well so yeah. we started smashing that advertising and then with those connections and then we, we got people from like Wakefield and um, Cass coming to our classes right doing our one-to-ones as well one, one of our kids he made the Casper scholarship team right right so we started smashing that sick on social media so yeah. now I was doing really good like even our one-to-ones we started getting like loads of one-to-one um, kids who wanted to do one-to-ones with us so yeah. we ended up doing like 12 kids who were keen on that. Well, I, I, train, I trained with Aggie, didn't I, just to, to help him out? Yeah, with yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, as soon as I seen him, I was like, ah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, let me know if I can help you. Obviously, you knew that we um, yeah. we started a business as well. But apparently, he's doing really well. He's doing he's doing class, similar kind of concept, isn't it? So, like, obviously, people... I, I, there was uh, something that I wanted to do in terms of, um, like transition period from like uh, people who are injured or out of um, out of a club and are trying to find their way back into another club do you know like people who've just been a bit like me oh, yeah. kind of like sacked off because they weren't with the club then yeah, yeah. I was then to try and there's loads of people in footy there's a good market for footy yeah, but, yeah. Um, there's loads of people who like are out or like you said don't have access to that kind of coaching and it <clears throat> like the, the, there's there's loads of there's loads of there's loads of scope to like move oh, into but, like, yeah, yeah. but there's people who just don't aren't fortunate enough to be they still they still got talent but they just i, I don't know that the parents hadn't give them the pathway that the kind of that led them to a club or to, to a professional kind of yeah, environment yeah. so like there's i think it's like a good stepping stone like what you're doing there I sounds, think so. sounds brilliant mate sounds awesome uh, now we've, we've been quite lucky there as well with um yeah timmy because timmy's he's like a, a business consultant yeah in Ireland. like he's he's like well he's pretty smart and like he's yeah. been helping us with the business like we do a zoom session with him nice um and he just goes through our business plan and he he picks out what um what's good or and he'll kind of give us advice on um the way forward so we've been quite lucky because getting free um <laughs> free advice from free, him, so. free mentorship but is that the same, that's the yeah. same guy who, who helped you out when you came over here yeah, yeah, Tim yeah, Bergen. Yeah. Remember, oh, were you Timmy there? Oh, Timmy wasn't I, there when you were there. I don't, I don't, think, I don't know if it was. No, I don't no, know if no, it was. No, it wasn't. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty close to him. I was, um, I was in his line when he got married, so I'm always oh, right. in contact with him. So I'm pretty close to him. So, um, yeah, he's bro, he's helping us, and he's, he's agreed to help us with the trial line. Yeah. Um, oh, business man. as well. So I'm well, quite I think, lucky. To, I think that's what it's all about, though. Is like, it's like kind of, you have to like, especially like someone like me, like you, like you, you have to use your connections in terms of yeah. ask for help and like let help other people and let other people help you because like being like a starting off on your own is pretty pretty daunting like yeah. like you have no kind of experience you've just gone off your um, own back yeah. it's good to have a friend who obviously you can do it with you can trust you know like so 
Like I, I, yeah. I wish you all like I, I wish you all luck to it, all the luck in the world. And if there's anything that I, I can do to help out or vice versa, like I'll, I'll be happy to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just let me know, man. And I'll definitely need to I, catch I, up. I, know, I think the I think the big thing is networking, eh? Like yeah. it's who you know for everything. So like the so, more you you're out there and asking for help or offering your help, the the more you're gonna get back. So that's yeah. that's one thing I forgot to mention is like networking is massive. Yeah. Anything that you do. So just just to kind of like sign off in terms of um, if you go back to kind of we just we've just literally just caught up and not really talked about the kind of the concept of the yeah, podcast, yeah. but it doesn't really matter. So like um, no, it's, good, yeah. it's all good in terms of like fitness mindset motivation, like kind of what would your I think we did cover it to be honest when we were talking about like you know staying after 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 training and whatnot, but yeah. in terms of life, not just not just not just um, rugby in terms of athletic athletic fitness. I'm talking in terms of fitness mindset motivation in terms of life. Like how 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 would you give a bit of advice to someone who is potentially, you know, looking to find a pathway, maybe a bit lost yeah. and just, you know, or is stuck in a bit of a rut? What would you kind of give an advice? Like you'd just be giving advice to fee, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what would what would the your your nuggets of uh, your golden nuggets be of advice kind of thing from QLT? Um well the the, the one thing I I asked me the first thing I asked me was like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? Or what, what's your goal? And he's like, oh, it was quite easy. He was like, oh, I want to be a professional rugby player. So I was like, all right, now you got to kind of set your goals, and then what you do, what you do has to line up with your goals, you know, that you've set. So I was saying like, there was a few times um, his friends were having a drink, and he was like, he didn't go because he was training. So that's the big thing is. Like your what you do outside needs to line up with your goals. So if, yeah. if you want to be whatever you want to be, like you need to kind of go hard with yeah. trying to achieve that goal, whether it's like um, reading or or just with, it works with anything that you want to yeah. be. So yeah. That's the one big advice: is find out what you want to do, and then work hard. And even just little steps as well, yeah, because it all adds up. Yeah, and like we uh, kind of like riffing on that is like basically. What I'd say is like um, <clears throat> try and having, having having someone to guide you early on is is good. But if you're a bit older and you've not got that guidance, then just ask for help. Like you, you, yeah, and, yeah. And use use your Always connections within yeah. your friends. Use your connections within your friends. You might not think that's you, you you might not have a direct contact with someone who will help you, but they will have a contact who will be able to help you somewhere along yeah, the line. Yeah. You just got to ask and like you just got to put your pride yeah, to one side and just go for it. Is he gone? Yeah. yeah, and that's the big thing, eh? But especially us men, it's like pride, eh? Pride. That's it. Man, that'll stop us from doing loads of stuff. <laughs> anything eh? that'll stop us from doing anything. This guy, like, I'm not gonna ask for help from that guy. That's it. That's <laughs> it. But then, really, like, once, once, once you're outside of, well, for us, like, once you're outside of a sporting environment, then it's like you've got those people who like do actually genuinely want to help you. There is people who do genuinely would just want to yeah. see you like you know succeed, like and. That's what you want. That's what you know. Like your, your true kind of pals who will just like, oh, you know what? I've yeah, got an hour here. I'll I'll help you out. And like, like you doing this for me today, like helps me out massively. So, thanks, man. And um, I'll, yeah. I can't wait no, to actually cool, catch up with you and Christine when when things are actually we're able to properly and see Fee now. He's like six foot ten and. <laughs> <laughs> Some excellent words of wisdom there throughout that from QLT. It was good to just dig a bit deeper into his life and really start to understand the man a bit more. I mean, obviously, I've, I've lived with him on and off for a year during uh, my time at Sheffield, but when you're young, you don't really open up as much about, about these things, especially when you're in the same rugby team. Um, so it was great to just uh, talk 
in, in depth there with uh, with Q, and I wish him all the luck with his with his coaching business and his property business with him and uh, Jesse Sonny Lefeo. So moving on to next week, we have uh, a good friend of mine. He is from lives in America at the minute in Florida, and he is a movement expert, movement coach, and all round nuanced thinker of the world and I had a, an excellent catch up with this guy um, Steel Lane used to, used to play rugby with him at amateur and now he's uh, set up his own business uh, as, as a coach and uh, like I said uh, he's, uh, he's moved over to Florida with his wife he's travelled the world he's, he's been up to all sorts but uh, this guy he's, he's, he's really knowledgeable and it was uh, great to get down and talk about things all fitness, health and mindset so really good nice refreshing concept um, some, some, some great refreshing ideas that we spoke about so uh, yeah it'd be really interesting for you to listen to that one uh, and please can if you can just uh, takes two minutes of time to, to give us a rating on um, Apple Apple iTunes and uh, wherever you listen to your podcast just just give us a comment if you've got anything out of these episodes it would really um, help me tweak and improve the process so yeah thank you very much for listening and I'll see you again next week <laughs>